0: What's up? Welcome to Henry's Cabin. I'm Henry Cohen. We're here in Great Wave Studios underneath a lodge, somewhere in the Blue Ridge Mountains. This week I went to a very magical place. I want to tell you about it. And it may not be a magical place to you, it may not be what you would think of where you'd want to go, but it was it was a magical place to me a long time ago, and I got to go with my daughter and rekindle some of that. So You've probably guessed by now, I'm talking about Bass Pro. The reason we went there is she had, uh, well, she has a compound bow that we need to get tuned up. So if you don't know this, this may be helpful. If you have a family member that wants to try out a compound bow, uh, they have to be tuned to that person. So in other words, the draw length has to be adjusted, and, and there's a few other things. You know, arrows are cut To a specific length, to their draw length. Helps with accuracy, safety, all of that. It's got to be tuned. And it takes a little while. Uh, So we went to Bass Pro Shop. Uh, The reason that it's magical to me, and I got to take you back. And again, if you don't care about Bass Pro at all, it's not about that. It is about the experience I had with my daughter and what I took from that. And about allowing that magic to happen. And not being... uh, someone who extinguishes it and, and breeds cynicism. Because when I was, I don't know, 17, a buddy of mine came to me and he's like, they're open, the, I might have been the first one in Georgia, I don't know. He's like, they opened a, a Bass Pro. And I'm, you know, what is that? He's like, they got a, a huge tank in there with bass and catfish, all kinds of fish in it. And you can try out your lures before you buy them. And, uh, you know, that's that's not true, but he was very excited about it and told me how huge it was. I didn't make it that day. Me and some other friends did something else. And then I went to uh, Arizona for about six years. I don't even know if they have Bass Pro there. Ended up back in Georgia, and I was 20, early 20s. And we went out to Bass Pro. Finally made it there. Same one that opened many years prior. I was blown away. Uh, if, you, if you haven't been, and this was a day, it was inclement weather. And for some reason, I love being outdoors and doing stuff like that. I love fishing in the snow. I just, in the rain, I like it, the quiet. I like being the only one out there in the creek, up past my waist in waders and ice cold water. You know, I'm warming the waiters with with white snow falling around and just that, the quietness of that. And every critter you can hear and see and catching fish. It's just this uh, it's a special thing to me. Well, I think it was cold and rainy and we walked in and the the front lobby is a couple stories high. They have this massive fireplace, massive stone fireplace, you know, gas log blazing. Leather chairs around a table with trout in it, you know, like fake trout. Uh, but it looks like trout swimming in a in a river in this glass table done really well. And taxidermy covered. And, and I think a lot of it is recreations. Like uh, they had the, the biggest bass caught in Georgia. It's obviously like a, a recreation, which they can do really well now. If you want to do taxidermy of a fish, you can actually take good pictures of it. And uh, they will make you a resin copy of it. So you don't actually have to harvest a fish. You can, you can release it unharmed and uh, and still get it mounted. And it's actually probably in better shape than having something that rots, you know, put on your wall. Uh, a resin carbon that's it, going to stay that color and, and be beautiful. So anyway, they have all this stuff. They have moose heads and racks of caribou and deer. And, and this is just, we just walked in. There's something about walking in from the cold into this big fire and big leather chairs. And uh, and I go into the main store, and I had the exact experience that I feel like the, the marketing team had in mind for one to have. I think I had that entire experience that they imagined. I was blown. I was in outdoorsman paradise, just wonderland. I, I couldn't take it all in, and I just walked around, and, and someone that, that worked there saw me and started telling me about it, started telling me that all the donated, uh, you know, animals taxidermy they had up, there's mountain lions and moose and all this stuff, and I'm walking around taking it all in, uh, and they had, you know, different sections of clothing and, you know, uh, anything you want, you know, for, for for fishing, being outdoors, I was there for, I like fishing, uh, so I got, they had old display, that $14, I mean $14 Bill Dance Ultralight Rod Reel Combos. And I'm like, I'm getting one of these for trout. And I got so excited, I had not picked up fly fishing yet, this was a long time ago. Uh, but I was so excited about it, it was my first non-Walmart fishing ball. And I felt so cool. Like, I made all the way to Bass Pro. I got this this combo, $14, great deal. Obviously, it's a great deal. You know, this is probably... I felt like it was probably $100 on clearance, you know. Um, it wasn't. It never was. It probably wasn't even a sale. It was just in a bin that said sale. Uh, and, and, and me and my buddies left and went fishing. And I would make... Because it wasn't close to where I lived. It was a good ways away. Maybe... Um, maybe an hour so it wasn't a place i went often so whenever we went it was always like a like an adventure like we're going to bash pro like make your list uh we're, you can get stuff there you can't get anywhere else it wasn't big on the internet I mean, the internet existed but i wasn't uh, big on paying another utility at that point um so we didn't certainly didn't do online shopping or anything like that so we went to the physical place and picked out our stuff and their selection was was really good because the place is huge that's how I felt about it, okay? As, I guess, decades went on. I, it started with, uh, I got into fly fishing, and I really wanted to support local fly shops, you know, not the, not the big ones or anything like that. I wanted to um, give my money to, like, those just one shot the owner standing behind the counter, fly shop, things like that. Uh, and I really drifted away from... Go to bass Pro, and then I went you know sometime semi recently and just felt like, God, this is so commercial, and they got so much just stuff here that's not that good and you know just just felt like uh the magic had had gone a little bit, and I think a big part of that was I understood the world a little more uh I feel like a part of that was understanding the store a little more, understanding the world a little more, uh, seeing the consumerism in it and the, you know, products just put out, it was just saturated and, and stuff. And I just, I lost that magic for whatever reason. My daughter gets a compound bow. It's time to get it tuned up. And we make a trip to Bass Pro on a cold and rainy winter day, right? And we pull up and I make the decision I'm not going to leak any of that cynicism. So I start telling these stories of my Bass Pro stories. That's where I got my first fly rod. Uh, that's that's where a lot of exciting things happen for me. I start telling her these stories and get her excited about the, you know, the taxidermy and all the whole thing. Uh, we pull up and it's attached to a, a mall, which I don't see very often anymore or go to very often. The mall I grew up going to is is where. Season 3 of Stranger Things was filmed, if that gives you any indication. So basically, it's not in use anymore. But this is a different one, and attached to it was a, a Books a Million. You know, I, I, I write, so she's excited. She's an avid reader. She wants to see a bookstore. And we've been to bookstores, but this was huge. Uh, Barnes and & Noble, and, and there's a local bookstore here we like to go to. She wants to check that out first. So we go in. And she's blown, and it was it was very different. It, um, <coughs> she's seeing these, she's seeing the thickness of books, that's not on an e-reader, and feeling it. She was very interested in the placement of books: what's up front, what had their own display. How it was laid out, just stuff you can't, it doesn't translate looking at reviews and sales on a list online. Uh, she got very interested in it. I got interested. I saw a section that said Book Talk, several shelves of, of Book Talk, which tells me a little bit about TikTok. And they had different sections there. Uh, so we had fun checking them out. We made our way to Bass Pro. We spent about two hours with this guy, Terry, who was. About twice my age, not but not literally. I'm 45. He was, but he might have been close, actually. Uh, and he knew his job. Very, he knew what he was doing. Spent two hours with us, uh, with her. Really, I was just a spectator trying to stay out of the way. Got her going. Got her set up. She's nailing bullseyes. Got her tuned in, dialed up, and we grabbed some inexpensive accessories. Because it's Bass Pro, because they have store brand stuff that allow people to get their foot in the door and try something new uh, without investing a major amount, which is which is a great attribute. I felt that way. I was talking to a Canadian about Guitar Center. A lot of people here will, will trash talk Guitar Center. And he's like, man, we'd love a Guitar Center. You know, selection is, is real, real slim sometimes up here. I think it's this thing of perspective. So we had a great day. And I come back and I'm thinking about how magical Bass Pro was to me. We got to have that time together, and now it is to her. And, and what that difference is. I could have killed the magic. I could have driven down there, but man, this place is just... Uh, they take imports and mark them up and put a brand on them, and it's really just crap, and and I could really talk badly. And you see that kind of talk online a lot about certain things. Um, I'm just grateful to have a place and people really knew what they were talking about and and helped us out. Uh, But I feel like cynicism is the death of that magic. Especially when you think about what magic is. You know, a magical feeling. It's not just real little kids that are looking for unicorns and fairy houses in the backyard. Though that is a piece. uh, But I feel like that magic, what it was to me when I walked in and and saw all those, just everything in that place, it's the possibility. It is the field of all possibilities, the excitement of the unknown and discovery and what could be, things you could create, things you could make happen. You know, I I really feel that that's what it is. And that's why kids are full of magic because I haven't been around that long. And the world is full of all these possibilities and possibilities for them. And having been around, sometimes I think we inadvertently hand down our cynicism and kill that possibility. And I watch that get mimicked. I've um, heard seven and eight year olds uh, talking bad about politics. They don't even know what they're talking about. It's just an obvious mimic of. Adults who don't remember they're in the room or don't care uh, talking badly and, and, and which could be, I think, in scary ways. I mean, it would be scary to me, I think, if I believed the country was falling apart that I live in, you know, at certain ages. Uh, but, but that type of cynicism, meaning I, I just I know the game. I've been around. I've seen the world. This is this. That is that. And that's when magic dies. When the idea of possibility uh, and and opportunity, that field of po- all possibilities starts to get smaller and dwindle away, until it's like you know what I know my trajectory, and now I'm just gonna try to stay in my lane and do my thing. Until then, think about this: if you've ever had a thought, you know I would like to try this thing. You know I'm. I'm 45. I think I've liked to I just well here's an example. I started playing the drums very recently. Uh and I'm a you know, I play other things, but I'm specifically the drums, I acquired a drum set by chance. Someone was literally going to throw it away. Uh a really good set too. I mean, didn't even want to go through the effort of selling it. And I'm like, if you're throwing that away, you know, I'll 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 totally take it. So now I gotta learn to play it. Uh, I've I'm really excited about it, you know, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, that's cool. You know, have you ever have you ever told someone, you know, I'm thinking about art's a, a big one that I think people older like to learn to do. That's not that unusual. Uh, but something like the flute, that may be a little unusual. You may feel a lot about that, but you see it and you go, God, is it up 50? Is that be weird if I went and rented a flute? like a student and they ask is this for my son or daughter and what high school do they go to so you want to share with someone like so i was thinking about playing the flute and i was thinking like what do you think it's like hey whatever you do you sounds great totally support you sounds good and then you feel well never mind because that feeling when when that idea was just a little a little baby a little baby idea that was all vulnerable if you didn't kill it with your own self-talk. I mean, that's stupid. There's no time. I don't have the money. Whatever. Um, when you tell someone else, you're almost fishing. You know, you're, you're, you're seeking some reassurance. And it can't be just by the words. Someone can't say, yeah, go for it. That, that doesn't do it. It has to be genuine, heartfelt reassurance. An expression of nurturing the magic. You know, of like, are you serious? I think that would be awesome. I would love to hear you. I think that's incredible. You know, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go together. I'll go with you. Let's do it. It's like, really? Yes. That's nurturing the magic. And that's what we're looking for when when we're brave enough to share those thoughts that we have. And I bet you could think about it and probably list a good handful of those thoughts you've had. Aspirations or inspirations or ideas of things that you could start that never made it to the verbal stage. You never even felt like like saying out loud, you know. Um, but our kids do. Our kids say them all the time. And we hit them with it. That's nice. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll try to schedule that. It's not a commitment to say, that sounds amazing. I would love to see you do that. Because loving to see them play the flute or the idea of starting something new or encouraging their ideas is a separate issue than paying for it, working it into the schedule. You can't mix those two things. If you do, it's going to be shooting down ideas right and left. Like, ins- that inspiration deserves to be nurtured, regardless if it can happen in reality. It's that, that ex- the explosion of magic that needs to be brought in and, and encouraged and all that. You know, again, think personally. When's the last time you shared something like that? What was the response you wanted? You know, what, what did you get? How did you feel even though they said the right words? Couldn't you tell from their facial expression and their tone? that they're being polite, or maybe they were very supportive. How did that feel? Yeah, you know, maybe they brushed you off. I. I how, what do you want to give magic? That. So if you've decided you want to be a nurturer of magic, uh, this is the tricky part, at least as far as I've found. Sometimes we can go through our day and, and want to get stuff done and clear it all out of the way so we can let down and go, okay, so we talking to one of our kids. Let's go. What do you want to do? Let's be magical. It doesn't necessarily work like that because they may not be in the mood at that moment when you have cleared that. You know, they're going to come up with Mad Libs or a toy or some art and want to do it at very odd times, at very inconvenient times. Uh, and, and it's worth taking a moment to not crush it. And it may not be an appropriate time right then, but that doesn't mean that, uh, we have to get really annoyed with it and crush it and kill it in that moment. You know, uh, I still want to encourage it. And sometimes it really does mean doing things at times. I didn't think it was going to happen and reworking my schedule a little bit and being able to move on the fly and respond, go, you know what, this, this magic is happening now. Take it back to yourself. Let's take it back self-centered. You're you're wanting to, you finally work up the courage to tell your spouse or something another, a good friend, family member, you know, I really want to learn to play the bagpipes. It's always been a thing. I'm going to do it. I know I'm like 55 and my lung capacity may not be awesome, but I want to get going. The timing of that coming up usually has to be just right. And we have to be in the mood and, and all that. If, if you're like, hey, you know, I was thinking, like, hold on, and they take a phone call. When they're done, you may have changed your mind. Like, You know what? That's stupid. I'm not even going to say it now. The moment's gone. The, the, the magical inspiration to talk about it with someone else is gone. Because, uh, you know, once you do, if you back out, you're going to have to explain it. I don't even want to mess with it. And you move on. Well, kids are human beings as well. And the same thing happens. You know, so if they want to play a game with you, that may not be there later. Yeah, it's time to jump on it then and, and, and create that bond through that, through responding to those opportunities. You know, I think what also helps is if you can find some old pictures, you know, like childhood pictures, video is great of yourself, especially doing something really awkward, you know, doing a performance, uh, really thinking that you're great, that is cringe worthy. really soak that up and look at it. And think about how... God, I had so many rough disappointments. You know, I, I was so excited about this. And it got crushed. Or, or I really wanted to do this thing and I got so embarrassed. And it felt so bad when I lost. And, and really go through all that and go... well, you, Now, you don't heal that stuff by thinking about yourself a lot and wallowing in those feelings. Kids in our lives are an opportunity to help them through those moments and encourage them through that awkwardness and support them through those cringeworthy moments if they get embarrassed or if they get let down or disappointed and crushed. And it's not like that directly heals us, but helping them to work through that and heal and grow as a result. After doing so, yeah, we feel better and, and those things heal within ourselves, but it's not a direct route. We don't heal, if you must say, inner child or, or childhood stuff. Uh, you don't work that out by thinking about yourself more. You work it out by thinking about yourself less and, and helping someone else through those things that, that really bothered you. So that you don't protect them from that pain by crushing any excitement that comes along. And that's nothing that anyone would do intentionally, I don't think. Unless they're really messed up. But I think we may do that. We want to, we, If we have not identified and worked out uh, that we were really embarrassed or crushed or hurt, we don't want our little person to get hurt and crushed. And we feel like we're preparing them and teaching them and giving them a heads up ahead of time when we may be laying it on too thick and killing the enthusiasm and crushing that magic. And remember, crushing magic is just shrinking that feeling of all possibilities being open to them so if they're like i think i want to and you're like well here's some things to think about this and it shrinks that field of all possibilities it's like yeah yeah well let's get realistic here only this this and this is possible for you so pick one of those i'm just trying to i'm just trying to help you i just want to save you some hurt rather than that sounds amazing which of these do you think you'd be the best at? Oh, I don't know. Probably this one. Okay. Do you want to pursue that? Or do you want to try something else? I don't know. Well, I want to try something else. Okay. Let's try it. It doesn't work out. It not work out. Okay. Which one would? And walk him through that whole process. You know, why, why kill the journey? Because you've already been on yours and you want to avoid them the pain? They're not going on your journey. You've already, they're going on their journey. You've had your journey. This is theirs. Now, going through yours, you're going to have some tips to help guide them. But that doesn't mean help them skip parts of their journey. Cut the line because you're not helping cut the line. You're not avoiding pain and you're just um, you're shrinking the excitement and, and adding cynicism in a lot of cases. And not intentionally, never intentionally, it is out of love. Uh, But without thinking that all the way through and going, God, I, I really, this is a very precious thing, that feeling that doesn't have to go away just because you grow up, you know, being an adult. Yeah. I know a lot more about the world. Did you decide, you know, everything is there really no possibilities left? Can you nurture magic within yourself? Can you be a creator? Can you be a, you can be a wizard if you want, you know? Allow those things to come up. Do you want to try something new? You know, go play drums. You know, you can go rent an instrument at any music store. You don't have to be a student at any age. And try it for a month. Very inexpensively, actually. The way you walk out with a, you know, a $1,000, $2,000 instrument for $30. Like, here you go. That's it. Just give them 30 bucks. Well, you have to do your driver's license and sign something. But uh, try it. Mess with it. You know, photography, what, whatever. Is there something that you wanted to do that you put? Allow that to bubble up. Allow some, some magic. In that. And you know what? Even if you don't get very good at it, it inspires everyone around you. You know, I'll come down and, and play drums in the, in the way that I do at this point, which is nothing very impressive and nothing that I'm posting for sure. Uh, but... The consistency of me doing it every day, I noticed, inspired other people to do things they're into daily without me ever saying a word, just that example. And I don't even think that was all they conscious. I don't think anyone consciously thought, well, that well, practice every day, so I probably should. I think it was just under the surface. I think it just happened and inspired that. So if you allow some possibilities to come in your own life and you nurture them, even just a tiny little bit of excitement. You could have, you might have trained yourself to kill that excitement prematurely. So, as your the people in your life, and this could be adults too, they come to you, they sheepishly share with you something they're thinking about doing, embrace it and give them a heartfelt yes. Yeah, I think that would be awesome if you did that. And your little people in your life, your kids, absolutely help keep their magic alive. You know, embrace that, nurture it. Be the one people are excited to go to to share those things. Until next time, be a nurturer of magic.